The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Still got that right shoulder to throw the job. And Horowitz chops landing with a thud each and every time. Well, how incredible this match has been thus far. We haven't even had the first fall. Do not go anywhere. This is going to be a classic. This is the conditioning advantage we suspected Jay White has as Harwood puts on the brakes. White off the rope. Oh! The match resets here. It's White. It's Harwood. Both men down in the center. Big factor here. Who gets to their feet first? And White trying to encourage. Excuse me, Robinson trying to encourage White. It's Harwood who decides to go for White. Could be a mistake. Two and wow. Whoa. He had 
a split second to go for the pin on the tag, went for the pin. Instead, it's Jay White with a roll-up. Two feet planted, almost got the three there. Quick tag made, and it's now. Oh, and we're looking for Shadow Machine. Robinson had it scouted. Oh, White makes Wheeler breathe with the swift blade. The first ball goes to Bullet Club Gold. Winners of the first ball, Bullet Club Gold. Oh, here we, we've seen this before. If this doesn't beat Bullet Club, nothing will.
to capture the gold for Bullet Club Gold. We are in hour two here. AEW Collision, Ian Riccoboni, Nigel McGuinness. It is the third defining call of this great AEW World Tag Team title bout. Nearing in on an hour between these two great teams. Oh, straight right hand under the jaw, catches Juice. You see Harwood hobbling though. And Harwood up to the top. Open hand here. On Harwood. Van Sacoma FD. And that's the funniest firefighters are on duty and ready for the heat. The burning sensation is back. Tacoma FD new season premiere this Tuesday on True TV. But the heat now in the middle of the ring. Surely. Something out, Nigel. Dax landed on that left shoulder. That might have been just as bad. Five minutes remain. Five? We are 55 minutes in? Whoa. I said we were approaching there. I didn't know we'd be that close. And here comes Robbins. Oh, no time. Oh, no. Wait a second. What happens if this remains 1-1? The champions hold on to the titles. Is that right? Champions retain on a draw. So special, Nigel. Two of the best teams in the world. He's calling for the swift blade here, the Blade Runner. This could do it. Blade, no. Double leg takedown. Oh, come on. Look at Harwood. He's pulling down his knee pad. 
What's he doing, Matt? That's a sink or swim moment. We know compression is better for swollen joints, Nigel, but he's got something in mind here. High risk, high reward as Robinson. Maybe looking for pump friction. Oh, that swing out DDT. He won last week with it. It's dead. Double leg. Oh, wait a second. Oh, there we go. That's why he pulled the knee pad down. So he could bend better, sit down deeper. Oh, no, it's genius, and I hate it. Robinson, Submission and still the AEW World Tag Team Champions FTR.
everybody, and welcome to the aftermath of AEW Collision. Yes, folks, say it with me. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. The wreckage. Brought to you by ChannelAttitude.com. Please subscribe for $5 a month and the Hameen Media Group. This is the wreckage. I'm Christopher M. That's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, if you ever forget how to spell my name, I'll just tell you at the start of every show. Joining me tonight is my usually unusual co-host with the most from the Port Phillip Coast. I've spent the week amongst Albertans and Tobins. Whatever you call him, don't let it be a bogan. Jimmy T of the PWC. Jimmy, posise, pilos. <laughs> but as a matter of fact, you're spot on. Do not call me a bogan because I am not a bogan. I'm a wog, goddammit. So yeah, I'm good, man. I'm a little tired. I, th- I think we both look pretty tired actually tonight, Chris. But we got the fish man down here, the yeah. the, the evil doctor himself. <laughs> the fresh man also joining us is the man who never stops podcasting. You can find him searching <laughs> for myths that are Mexican or his favorite subject, digging up the Nephilim. A doctor, a lawyer, an occasional voyeur, Jeff Lippman. Jeff, how are you? I am great, and it is my favorite hobby, as a matter of fact. But, of course, you knew that already. Yeah, I'm good. I'm not tired. I'm well-rested. Everything's great. I had coffee. I have a few pancakes. So, yeah, I'm I'm ready to sift. I'm ready to do some post-accident reconstruction. Right on, right on. Well, um, yeah, this week's collision comes from Calgary, which is a little spot-on for me since I had a literal collision in Calgary. Um, on Friday, literally a day before this show went live. So that was fun. I had a little bit of a car accident. I was sideswiped on the Deerfoot Trail, and uh, I spent a number of hours just waiting around to hear from people. And uh, it's not my fault. I will not be paying anything for it. But I was less than five kilometers away from the dealership where I picked up the truck. Pretty is, fucking shitty. Is your dog wow, sled okay? Really? <clears throat> the dog sled is a little dinged up, but like I said, not my fault. The other guy's insurance will be paying for new dog sledding materials. Uh, and the dogs, they're okay, right? The dogs are fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. they were fine. Okay. It was just the sled that was clipped. Did somebody say, I did a camarade? Yeah, sure. I Why not? That, that's, a, that's a bad pun. That's what I do. Ah, well, that is what you do um let's see guys do we do we have have any news to talk about um i've been sort of out of the loop i've been on vacation in edmonton for most of the week so nice that's like that's like the miami beach of of canada yeah there's a little bit of news (laughs) coming out of i mean (laughs) listen friends on the hmg and the pwc uh, we we did uncaged we did smack attack uh and we did skirmish so there's lots of news and opinion on those three shows, but things since then that's new, there, there is a little bit. One, we've learned that Elton Prince, one half pretty deadly, has a separated shoulder and is hurt. Um, it's becoming more and more likely, if there was ever a doubt, that the Jimmy Uso injury is not real, or if it's real, it's it's the kind where they said indefinitely out of action, meaning that could be as early as you know two weeks or, or something like that. Um, but some good news and some 
bad news, uh, in good news, I guess, Trinity Fatu. Trinity has won the Impact World Heavyweight, Women's World Championship in Impact, so good for her. Um, and in bad news, I, you know, this, this is, this is bad. whether you like him or hate him, this is, and actually, I like him, I've come to like him. Uh, Don Callis, last night at a show in, in Mexico, yeah. in Tijuana, Mexico, I, I think it was the AAA, I think it was AAA Mania. It was a, it was a major show that really nobody started. Yeah, yeah. Talking it was Triple Mania, exactly. And listen, I'm not talking about it, but I don't follow AAA only to the extent that it, it, it interplays with other promotions, usually AEW, but also MLW a little bit. Anyway, he, he was legit attacked by a fan uh, outside and the show, and he's hurt. Uh, I don't know how hurt. I, I don't know if he was just shaken up, or I don't know if it's something worse, but he was taken actually, to a hospital. Right, exactly. He's actually pretty banged up, Jeff. And apparently he rushed to the nearest hospital over the border, which apparently was in San Diego. Well, uh, that's the nearest major metropolitan hospital over the border, I guess. But uh, listen, if he had the luxury of going to uh, crossing the border and going to San Diego, you know, it's unlikely it was a gunshot wound or a stabbing. No, he maybe just got right. beat up a little bit. So. I mean, while it sucks, I mean, in the in the world of injuries, you hear by fan, you know fans out. I mean, listen, we've all seen Dark Side of the Ring and all those shows where fans took you know actual shots with with firearms or tried to stab people or successfully stab people. So, uh, I guess this is a good news, bad news situation, but it's scary. And then this is Exhibit 937 as to why World Wrestling Entertainment does not let their talent do outside bookings. Mexico is pretty dangerous, guys, too, man, to work. I think. Even Let's though Mexico, right, yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of stories in the past, yeah. especially it, with uh, Haku and uh, Jericho. I, I feel like it's really important, though, that we that we that we do separate like that part of Mexico from the from the rest of Mexico when we're talking about right, it being right. dangerous. Like Tijuana is a dangerous town in general. It's dangerous to go drinking in Tijuana. It's dangerous yeah. to do anything. Tourists in don't really go there, to be honest, man. Well, they used to, and part of the reason that people went—I was going to say my age—but when I was young, and remember, when I was young was thirty years ago plus. But when I was young, people used to go to Tijuana partly for the danger. I mean, it's partly say, you know, you're a badass. You went to Tijuana to party. Well, you know what's funny about that, Jeff. There's been a lot of Australians that have been murdered in Mexico because of that reason. That is funny. Yeah, well, Hilarious. It's not funny, but, but no, really. For real, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the idiot. I, if I was to go to Mexico, I'm, not, I'm no silly dummy, man. I wouldn't do that shit, but no shit. They've no, been chopped dummy. up and whatever. I'm a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not, but really, man, you got to take, you know, a lot of precautions going to Mexico, especially going away from Mexico City in yeah, right. you know what I mean? There's actually a State Department advisory about U.S. citizens traveling to certain parts of Mexico, and, and you know, there's like the, 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 the states controlled by the, the, the Sinaloa cartel and sort of the <laughs> western, you know, I guess it would be northwestern Mexico, and Tijuana is just across, what is that, the Baja Gulf or the, the Sea of Mexico, whatever it is. Uh, everyone knows where Baja California is, which is, you know, and really, but that's still Mexico. Um, anyway, I hope he gets better because I mean, he's he's actually been one of the highlights for me, and that's and let's hope he gets better on a human being level, but also for you know his own sake and AEW's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good, good, you know, good, good vibes to Don Callis. Hopefully, he gets better. Um, 
Oh, oh what can, what else can we talk about? I guess I'm guessing you guys have talked about this. I have not been listening for a week, but can we talk a little bit about Jim Cornette and Matt Hardy, please? Because that Absolutely. that was just one of the most entertaining things I saw. You know, in the last in the last month or so in professional wrestling, those two just oh uh, fuck, man. Tell me you've like, listened Matt to Hardy, the Cornette podcast, Chris. Like the aftermath Matt, Matt of that Hardy unprovoked attacks jim Cornette out of nowhere and then is shocked when jim Cornette's, you know quote-unquote tag team partner defends him i mean i i this this baiting by people on twitter and then the reaction of like how dare you insult me after i insulted you with no with no provocation um wow i love it right and then to talk about like who's done what and who hasn't done what and uh, I don't know. Like we have talked about this. I'm, I'm gonna let you know you and get you know whatever you want out of it. I mean, I I, I I want permission to feel like they're both they're both wrong and they both made valid points. But in in the current like right now in 2023, Brian Lice is correct. I mean, Matt Hardy is completely washed and 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 hasn't done anything good in AEW. I mean, literally, he's done nothing good. He's almost died that I've seen at least three times who, who knows how many times he's hurt himself he needs to be oiled by wd-40 to to just get down the ring and it's not always true that all anyone ever wanted to see was for him to tag in his brother jeff but for half his career that's mostly what they wanted to see um that that said i mean it is brian last the podcaster it's not coming straight from jim Cornette, who's actually done things in the business and uh you know matt matt's allowed to support his friends but he did take the listen these provocations are probably like the punk and Adam Page thing where there's a whole bunch of things that simmered weeks, months, maybe even years into the past. But, you know, Matt, Matt, Matt Hardy didn't need to add in the cult of Cornette. He could have just stopped at Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette doesn't care. He's a big boy. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Jim, Jim Cornette's the kind of person who would read that and go, whatever, fuck you. And then he would just get on with his day eating cheeseburgers and stuff because that's what Jim Cornette does. Um but yeah, I don't know. I, I found the whole thing to be very, I don't know, entertaining, I guess, but, is the but, right word. But, but you know what bothered me is what Brian Lass really said about Matt Hardy. I know Matt Hardy, you know, sort of baited him, but really it's not like he tagged him. It's all the Mark Tards that see that shit and then quickly post it to Cornette's page just to stir the shit up, you know what I mean? And uh, then here we are, we're off to the races after that. But the shit that Brian Lass was saying on the Cornette podcast... It's like, who the fuck are you, bro? Really? Well, why don't you tell us what he was saying that you are taking umbrage with? Well, he's saying he's on Adderall, for example. Um, look, whatever. The the point is, you know, why are you saying that shit? You is suck. He? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he is, but who cares? You know what I mean? Whatever, the, whatever is going on with Matt Hardy, that's his problem. But did he really have to go that personal, though? Adderall? I mean, I, I, no, 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 I, not just that. I mean, of all the low blows, well, he does like suck. he sucks. Yeah, he sucks absolutely. He does right now, but he does he does really need suck. to go that He's far? The worst you know fucking I mean? wrestler on. Like, is is he not the worst wrestler on the roster in I, AEW right now? That's a that's a that's a whole separate conversation. But, yeah. but as far as veterans are concerned, I would say yes. Hmm. That's a tough one. I, I would have to think about it, but like I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not gonna say he's a worse wrestler than say like you know uh, 
Ty Conti was or, or Ty Mello, whatever, or Commander, who's, you know, embarrassing. Okay, but, okay. Right, women wrestlers don't wrestler. count if we're women wrestlers don't count if we're talking about the worst on the roster because that's just an unfair disadvantage for everybody else. That I mean, come on now. Come on. Come on. <laughs> he, for for a twenty five year no, probably more closer to a 30-year veteran of the business. He is absolutely the worst on the roster in, in that the things he's trying to do. Though I would have said, you know, that at least Sting knows better, but the last few months has shown me that Sting doesn't know better. Yeah, that was fun, uh, watching a 65-year-old man go through a table. Cool. Um, cool. I love it. Um, well, guys, do you want to get into Collision then? Whatever, man. We have you... to sift through the wreckage. As a matter of fact, there's not much wreckage to really sift in this first matchup, Chris. I thought this was a great match and much better than last week. I, in general, really like this. Yeah, like, in general, I really, really like the, the, the show this week. Um, all right, so opening the show is the brief of intro promo from F <laughs> am i the only one here in the delay no 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 no, no. you are Bull chris club you can hear me. willow ruby and starks there yo chris yo you gotta start that all over again dude you're glitching out the whole time that you Christ. Yeah, sorry, man. All right, opening the show. Um, okay, all right. okay, fuck it. We're getting into collision. Uh, opening the show is the briefest of intro promos from FTR, Bullet Club Gold, Willow, Ruby, and Starks. They all say that they're planning on winning their matches tonight, so that's cool. Um, it's a nice little way to start the show. I like it. I, I like I like starting out with something a little different. It's not a twenty-minute promo by the authority to start. So you know, pluses and minuses. And it's branding something about Collision that's different. And all the competitors come in, they do their little promo, and they tell you what they're doing there tonight. And, of course, that they intend to win. So I I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's good. No, I love it. It's a throwback to Saturday night's main event. That's exactly how Saturday night's main event used to start off. Exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So opening up the show, we have a two out of three falls match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships as FTR take on bullet club gold i'm gonna the bang bang club. mark <laughs> um <clears throat> jay white uh isn't quite ready for the match to start so he ducks out to stall a bit um i do like that he does this at the beginning of basically every match he's in um always gets some cheap heat from the crowd so good for him um dax uh one ups him though he uh, pretends like he's going to go for a lockup and then ducks out the side of the ring. Uh, the crowd thought that was pretty funny. Uh, Dax then goes over and says hello to David Benoit, who's at ringside. Um, kind of a sitting next to my player. personal friend Kimberly Ford, Canadian royalty. Who is Kimberly Ford? <laughs> uh, it's like Miss Alberta, like fifteen years ago or something. And I think she's, I think she's sort of involved in the wrestling business as an indie wrestler. But uh, yeah, she, she was sitting right next to David Benoit. I think. I, I mean, I think purposely. I think they went together. I mean, she brought her kid. I, th I think she's married, not to him though. But you know, I guess her husband didn't want to go. All right, cool. Well, does she have <laughs> an OnlyFans? 
Yeah, no, but she's but she's cool. She follows she follows me on Twitter on both accounts, and I follow back. Nice, very nice woman. Glad she had a good time. Good deal. Um, okay, so I like the start of this match. Um, Jay White uh, with some arm ringers. He uh, he brings Dax over to the corner and uh, looks like they're gonna go for that arm ringer tag, and then Robinson's gonna go for sort of the arm breaker off the top rope, but. You know what? That wouldn't make any logical sense because Dax hasn't been beaten up yet. So Dax just basically backs away from the corner and goes, no, fuck you. I'm tagging out. Um, I really, really like that spot more than I probably even should because it showed me right at the start of the match, we're going to do some logical shit in this match. And I love that. Yeah, I agree. No, I, th- I think this match... I think the agent actually for this match was uh, Ari Davari, funny enough, from what I read. And the way it was structured, just the whole match in general, it was structured pretty fucking good. Probably one of the best tag matches I've seen in AEW in terms of structure because we didn't have a million near finishes towards the end. Not like usual, you know what I'm saying? Like this was done last properly. Week they overdid it with the near falls. There overdid was near fall it. after near fall after near fall. This right. week, this week, no. There were a few. There were a few. But even like yeah. as a as a as as a show, like all show long, they didn't overdo it with the near falls. And I was no, I didn't. really like that was something in my notes that I took down. Right. Was like somebody told them to take it easy with the near falls because yes. this and was way out, better Chris, than last. Man, week. that's the thing. Absolutely, it stood out for me too, man. This was an hour and five minute match. There's going to be near falls, but I, I, I want to get one thing out of the way. I, you know, th- this match would have been perfect had it made sense for it to be two out of three falls, and it didn't because and it was last the week. Issue, right? the, the, the match was already accepted, and then the heels added the stipulation of two out of three falls, which was completely <laughs> unnecessary. And the heels, said, I know we said it last week, but just in case there's new listeners or different listeners or you forgot, I just wanted to bitch about that before because. Had that not been the case, the heels would have been the, the world champions, you know, after, you know, basically half hour into the show, which probably will be a story which is good news, bad news, and that we'll probably see that come up and maybe, you know, be another match, which the match will probably be spectacular again, very good. But it's also like it feels very WWE that, that, that you sort of get the same people fighting all the time. Um, that out of the way. I, I thought this match was excellent for for I mean this and you know I hear people talk you know try to make excuses or or make claims or arguments for other matches being match of the year candidates and to me they're not like you know I mean you know Chris and I famously sort of disagree with Jimmy on the Osprey Omega match recently and then it was all because of the the last six minutes um, but I think I never said pretty- match of the year by the way <laughs> just quietly. Okay. Well, uh, candidate, I'm saying. But th- this this match right, right now, I would put this as a match of the year candidate. And I don't know if I would call it a, the favorite or not, but I would call it at least in the top five uh, of favorites. And I thought it was excellent. And this is something, I mean, you know, the only criticism is that they gave this away. I mean, this this is something that should be on a pay-per-view, not, not like four of the pre-zero-hour matches that were on Double or Nothing and the one match that didn't make it to TV. I mean, that's an hour and five minutes. This 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 was an hour and five minutes that, that if, if you paid $60 for a show, you're like, damn, I pretty much got my money's worth with one match. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, one hour, it didn't feel that way for me personally. I don't know about you, Chris, but 
It really didn't. It went quick for an hour and five minutes. I was kind of surprised when you actually said that yesterday when we were doing Uncaged, Jeff, because it didn't yeah, feel like it, it for me. It was not. It was not a dragging type match. This Absolutely this match went not. by real quick. Um, we're. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sort of break it down a little bit further here so that we can of sort of uh, go over it. But yeah, um, uh, Juice Robinson. Uh, throws a punch combination here uh, early in the match, and his punches look crisp, man. I, he should punch more often in wrestling. If you if you can throw a, a believable working punch, you need to do it more often in professional wrestling. And that's one little like I'm nitpicking here, and I'm going, but I'm going to I'm going to pick this nit. Um, the chops were a bit overdone in this match. I wish they would have exchanged more punches. Um, like one thing that I love about Bret Hart matches is the punches all look realistic and everything between the wrestling moves, it looks realistic because Bret's punching a guy, right? He's punching him to get him set up for the, for the suplex, right? He's punching him to get him set up for the next move. It's not just, you know, Ooh, my chest hurts. And now I'm going to bend over and let you give me a suplex because that's not realistic. But if I'm punched in the face and I'm wobbled, then maybe you can hook me up right. for a and suplex, stuff like that. And he's always Again, got that structure very, too. Very, very like, small detail. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, how Bret Hart will take you to the corner. Then that's when he starts doing his punches, if you know what I mean. And then from there, he'll work into a suplex. Yeah. Like, he's very structured. And even though you know how he's going to sort of work a match, it's never, like, boring, if that makes any sense. No, of course I'm it makes sense. I only have one issue with this entire match, and and this is not really about the match. And this is the, aside from what I said earlier. This is like if Juice Robinson and I, and I was while while you were talking, I was trying to think of somebody who's about the same height and and body type, but you know his build. Like if Juice Robinson just had the build of like Sean Spears, who they're both probably around the same height, like I, I would believe in him so much more. Like because he's. He's great. I mean, and, and him and Jay White work great together. And they work great with FTR. Like, every part of this match, you could tell was, there was thought to put into it, even the way they were trying to grasp each other's hands to keep each other from tapping out. And, yeah. and FTR knew they were doing so. They're trying to separate them, but they didn't want to get too close to the ropes. The only thing I didn't like is, is when they when they had them both in the double submission. And, like, all of a sudden, both of the FTR guys just sort of let them out and commentary covered for it by saying they're exhausted when you're exhausted that long to come on we've seen people put you know submissions on for for a while and and I, you know i get it but both at the same time and and in a title match where where it's one one you sort of suck it up that 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 is the only spot that was thought and choreographed that it in like even if like one of them gave up fell down on it and the other and they'd like lost track of who's the the legal man so the other one's like i'm not even sure if i'm legal i i, I better we better regroup. That that would have been fine. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I I didn't particularly like that uh, that that both guys basically gave up on the sharpshooter at the ex exact same moment. Um, again, I don't like the double submission spot. I just don't. I unless it's like you know the culmination of like a, a months long feud where where you've got you know both guys in the ring tapping out at the same time i just don't understand the the appeal to that spot i don't think that it really works because who cares if the illegal man taps out it doesn't matter right so unless it's unless you've been building this thing where like you want to have a situation where both of your faces 
finally get the win over both of the heels. Um, I just don't think it's a... I, I don't like the spot. I do like that it led to something, though. You know, we saw that, you know, he was tired. And then, you know, afterwards where he pulled the, the knee pad down so that he could have more uh, flexibility in the knee so that he could lock in the sharpshooter. Um, so in that sense, I kind of like the spot. But yeah, I I just in general do not really enjoy the double submission spot. Um, AW overdoes the synchronized spot, synchronized speaking thing. And sometimes it's really clever. Other times it's overdone. I like if like when the BCC first were doing it, that's their thing. That was their finisher. When when before when Shayna and Ronda were together before they broke up th 32 seconds later, that was their thing. We're going to submit everyone at the same time. That I, I get it. That's OK. But this is that, that's never been an FTR thing. So, I, yeah. I mean, I, I obviously I agree with you on that entirely. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So I do like that uh, at the end of the so towards the end of the match here after the last break, Jay White is calling for sweet chin music in the corner, which yeah. that's going to get you some heat in Calgary, brother. Um, I I love that you know he called for it, and then as he steps up, he just uh, he just trips Dax and puts him in the sharpshooter. Uh, <laughs> nuclear heat from the crowd in Calgary. I love and that he spot. That and he really, applied really it pretty good. He did apply it pretty well. Actually, I, I came away from this match. I mean, I've been saying for, I don't know, five years that FTR are probably the best tag team in wrestling. Um, I came away from this match with an even greater appreciation for both Juice Robinson and uh, Jay White. Uh, I <laughs> thought that they both did a really, really good job in this match. Um and uh, yeah, th this was to me. I agree with Jeff also. Like, like uh, building off of one of his earlier points, this is a contender for match of the year. Like, somebody's gonna have to show me a better match than this for me to say this isn't already right now my front runner for match of the year. Um, and you know what's funny, and, Chris? There was no blood. No blood. Well, you, you don't need blood in every big That's match. My point. That's right. not necessary. Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking at you, uh, Moxley. When they were out of the ring, and then I think Juice, I, I think it was Jay White was holding up, was it uh, Dax for a suplex or something? And they both went tumbling over the barricade. And I, oh, think yeah, that, was, yeah. I, I think that that was legitimately not supposed to happen. And the medical came yeah. out, and, or, or we're supposed to be more coordinated. Anyway, the medical came out um, um, because it wasn't padded, you know, and like the new rule is it has to be padded. And I've seen a lot of spots, even on the same card this night where they would do things uh, like when they did the, the, when Luchasaurus did chokeslam to Sean Spears out through a table on the other side, you saw underneath, it was padding underneath the, uh, like the tablecloth or whatever they, they had out there. Anyway, I, so I, I, you know, and everyone sort of stopped like the other, the other two guys didn't continue fighting. So I think I, that was a work, Jeff. I, I felt like that was a rest spot. I felt like that was yeah. to give them a break before the finish of the match. Cause, cause, because I mean, if you again, see the replay. Over a long match. And yeah, it looked like they just, they, they tumbled over, but nobody, right. it, 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 you could see pretty clearly that nobody really like hit their head or anything like no that. One. It was just, they went over the barricade together and it, it oh, looked safe to me. It, it looked too head. safe to be a mistake. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just a little bit because there was no padding there and all that and, and the new rules. And it looks like the new rules were largely applied if you assume that they were all given permission. Okay. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Um, we hear from the announcer uh, that there are five minutes left in the match, and I was just like, oh, great. Now we're doing this. But, I mean, hey, at least we're fucking doing this. Um, yeah. I, I love that they had this and they still had a finish to the match and i knew when they called out five minutes to go that there would be a finish to this match um which you know that's a problem if you're gonna do time limit draws and i think they're great in certain situations then you need to give out that five minutes to go and then you have every once in a while a match goes you know uh if it's a 60 minute time limit you have a match go 58 minutes long or 56 minutes long just after the just after the timekeeper says hey five minutes left in the match right so it, it retrains the audience to know that that's a possibility and then it means more when it happens so i really like that they did this in this match you know i'll be honest i was expecting like for them to somehow get disqualified or, or some shit like that right but to my surprise there was a finish and um, it's a little unfortunate, too, because in some ways, uh, I would have loved to seen Juice and Jay White actually win the tag bouts, even though we all, we all knew that wasn't going to happen anyway. Well, I was just sure, remember, we talked about yesterday that I, we, that Jimmy and I talked about, and it was like almost extemporaneous thought that I realized all of a sudden that as it stands right now, you have four titles that are basically held hostage on collision only for mm -hmm. Saturday night on a company that has, you know, whatever, six titles, unless you're counting the FTW. And so I have myself believing, Jesus, I, I, I don't think that, you know, the, the juice and, and, you know, I think the juice and Jay are friends with the, the, all the guys who from new Japan. So what do they care? And, and so maybe they are going to take the titles off these guys just so that the titles can be on all brands. So I actually sort of talked myself in going to this match. I'm like, no titles are changing tonight. Of course, they're not changing tonight. But then I'm like, holy shit, they've got the trios title there. They've got the TNT title. The TBS title is there. Uh, and the tag team titles are there. And and they, you know, and they can't be defended anywhere else. And if and if I'm right and Rusev is the one that, that finally beats Orange Cassidy, then you have yet another title on collision. And so I started talking myself into it. So, uh, but that's good. But you're, you're, you're supposed to have questions in professional wrestling on a worked gimmick when you're not sure what the, what the physical, that means you're doing something right. Yeah. But we're just assuming that though, Jeff, to be honest, let's be, let's yeah. be real. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to, any of those bats are going to be. So, so you, won't, you won't even let me say something nice about AEW, will you? You just won't let me do no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not negative what I'm saying either. I mean, you're I'm just to, saying you're, like, you're trying to keep my kayfabe, huh? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just, it's just my personal opinion. Okay. I think things will be fine. I don't think everyone is... Look, man, we could all be getting worked with all this shit, too. Let's be honest. We know there's friction, but come on, let's be honest, man. I mean, are they really going to have this like this? I mean, I just don't see it. I don't know if they're going to have this like this. Does this like this mean like pizza with <laughs> pepperoni? I don't know, maybe. Hey, pepperoni's good on pizza, but no, really, though. So you can't have a bunch of children, yeah. honestly, a bunch of immature idiots act like this. It just, it, it, it doesn't fly. You know what I mean? So if, if it is a shoot and all this shit, figure this shit out ASAP. And if it's not, I don't know what the hell is going to happen. But we can't have a, a situation where certain bouts are hostage on one show and the other show is not doing anything. But let's be honest. Dynamite feels like a B show compared to Collision. It just does. 
Well, not every week. That I mean, week one, yes, but the other weeks they start. It started sort of change a little bit. But tonight or last night, collision. I mean, you know, I don't listen. I know that we usually do grades at the end, but there's also battle of the belt. But this show gets an A. I, I mean, uh, spoiler. It's just it bounced back definitely. Yeah, I mean, the only reason it's not going to get an A plus for me is that it might still get an A plus, but there's only one thing holding me back. But I'm, I think I'd still give it an A plus. This, this, this was, this was terrific. That doesn't mean it's a perfect show. I don't expect perfection in wrestling, but this match was near. This was as as good as it gets. I agree. Yep, um, and 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 the tiny little details too to this match were good. The referee consistently telling the guys hey juice get out of the ring right like he, he's tell he's he's going to to dax and he's and he's telling them hey no pulling the hair right like they brought up little things even the referee to me did a much better job in this match than i usually see out of aew the announcers were great i fucking love this surprise with dude. ian riccaboni holy shit Rika Boney has never shown this much energy ever. Ever. I'm being dead serious. Usually he's a lot more laid back and chilled. But on this show, he was excited to be here. And it almost feels like he wants that spot from Kevin Kelly. Anyone know why Kevin Kelly wasn't there? I'm not complaining. I'm just... I'm you know, because of G1. Yeah. Because of the G1 in oh, Japan. So okay. Got it. Understood. Yeah, I mean, so listen, um, if somebody much, much smarter than me in the business of professional wrestling wants to explain why this match sucked, um, I'll go ahead and give it a listen. Like, if Vet tells me, no, this match wasn't any good, I I'm willing to listen to Vet and hear what he has no. to say. But until then, this match was <laughs> fucking awesome. I mean, straight through. This was, this was one of the best tag matches I've ever seen in AEW. This might be the best tag match I've ever seen in AEW. Um, That's what I said awesome. too, Chris. I I truly think this was the best tag match in AEW so far. Honestly, awesome, awesome. So okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. Uh, FTR win, um, you know, with the sharpshooter. Like I said, Dax takes off the knee pad so he can get more mobility in his knee, which does make sense because that compression means that your knee isn't as flexible, right? That's the point of the compression pads. So he takes it down. It gives him more flexibility. So he's able to lock in the sharpshooter a little stronger. I, I loved it. Um, it was it was a really good, good finish. FTR go for handshakes at the end, but the Bullet Club oh, spit on their it. hands, which, hey, if you're a heel, you should not be happy that it was a good match. You're a heel. You want to win the belts. You didn't win the belts. These other guys can go fuck themselves. That's right, how and let's it. be honest. How much, how much handshaking is, has been going on in AEW? Crying out loud! I was happy to see a change for once because everyone is shaking each other's hands. Everyone is hugging each other. Next thing you know, what we're gonna see motherfuckers bending over too, man. And you know I'm what just the saying. Yeah. Be? We beat you. I'm we beat you saying. last week. We beat you at the first this match. We are the uncrowned tag team champions. What you did afterwards, that doesn't count. As far as we see it, it's two-two, and we're entitled to a, to a tiebreaker. Yeah, well, and that should have been the fucking situation that led to a two out of three falls match. Um, but hey, what do I know? Uh, Jimmy T, you are you are getting lit up in the comments here, brother. Uh, Big Ray is I not see, happy I with see. you. I see. God damn. Oh, let's hear that, Ray. I'm happy. Let's hear it. Did you? If you want to be on the show, man, absolutely join us. You can just jump in, dude. Come on now. 
And I've been flat out, Ray. God, believe me. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about that on the on the air, but anyway. Jimmy T getting roasted all kinds of... Jimmy's getting all kinds of roasted today. We've already had like three people comment about how late the show is, and uh, that actually brought up a a, a brilliant idea that I have. Um, Jeff, have you ever read the book If You Give a Mouse a Cookie? I did. I did read that book, actually. It's a great book about how if you give if you give a mouse a cookie, they want more stuff, right? And if you give them stuff, they want more and more and more. I'm uh-huh. gonna write a, like a, a new version of that called "If You Give Jimmy 15 Minutes," and it'll be all, all about how if you give him a 15 minute window where it's okay to be late, he'll take 45 minutes. It's 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 gonna be a great one. Everybody's gonna love it. You know, if you took 45 minutes, we could plan accordingly. The thing is, sometimes it's 45 minutes to to six weeks. So, <laughs> <laughs> to six I'm not even going to bother getting into this because there's no point. But right, you, you have no defense. This is no contest. This is Jeff Hardy in front of the judge. No contest. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it easy on me, okay, bro? <laughs> Motherfuckers, seriously. Uh. Anyway, like I said, I'm not going to get into it here. I can go on and on and on, but yeah, it's not about me. So let's not get. All right, let's 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 get off. Let's get off, Jimmy. Um, My feelings, except are hurt. he did we hurt love. Big Ray's feelings. Wow. <laughs> Come on, come and join us, Ray. Come on, man. Big man has big feelings. Yeah, I think you've insulted him. <laughs> That's oh, right, God. Oh, man, he knows I love him. Come on now. Apparently, he doesn't. <laughs> Hashtag return a text from uh, Big Ray Hernandez. Yes. Um, all right. So there's a blood Ray, guts you'd promo. Be, you'd be happy to know <laughs> I've got a phone again. Okay. Just so you know. That's terrific. Anyway. That, that's great news. But I think maybe you should send them some flowers. I think I should. Yeah, I think you're right. Yep. Agreed. All right. Hashtag so- Return a text. <laughs> so the next the next hour of this show begins with the Owen Hart Women's Tournament Finals, Ruby Soho versus Willow Nightingale. Um, Ruby is making her second uh, finals appearance, a story that the announcers touch on quite a bit. Um, and again, I have written down in my notes, Ian Riccoboni has been fantastic to this point. Are you? Shoo. Um there are plenty of callbacks to Calgary greats here as we see a running power slam spot, a single leg crab, sit down, uh, hooked leg pins a la Hart and Bulldog in SummerSlam. Uh, this match was pretty quick, actually, I felt. Um, I would have said I didn't like that, except that we just had a 58-minute match. So I get why they wanted to just have a quick action spot here. And uh, Willow gets the win with uh, with what's you know basically a power bomb um cowboy tony khan comes out to present the cup to her and and see the thing is is yeah the the thing is is like in calgary um you know bret hart will tell you this if you're not a cowboy don't dress like a fucking cowboy you know i remember you know watching uh wrestling with shadows when bret Hart was talking about how when he first came to WWF, they wanted to give him, you know, a cowboy hat and have him come to the ring on a horse. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he just basically said, listen, where I'm from, if you're not a cowboy, you don't dress like that. So, you know, Tony Khan, there's a little bit for you to remember. Um, Dude, anyway, yeah, guys, what did you think about the women's match? Forget the women's match. What did you think of TK's friggin' choice of clothing? 
I mean, Jeff, you're spot on. When when I saw that, I straight away thought of you and what you told me last night. And I was like, oh my God. He looked like a child. All that was missing was, uh, what was freaking Chavo's horse name again? Pepe, wasn't it? Pepe. Pepe yeah. That's all that was missing, man. And, I, and, he, and he would be like a little kid riding his damn little fucking Pepe. I'm telling you exactly what he looked like. He looked like a, a kid at a prep school and it was the Annie Oakley dance night. So like, it wasn't cool to wear a cowboy boot. So he's still wearing his khakis and his sneakers with the laces undone and his little prep school shirt and jacket, but he put on a cowboy tie and a cowboy hat. And so he looked like a little cowboy. It, it looked like he was, it's like his mom said, you have to at least try to look a little bit like a cowboy. Just because your friends aren't doing it doesn't mean it's cool. And he's like, yeah, but I want my friends to think of course. Like, Fine. Just put the hat on and, and, and put this uh, and put this little cowboy time. Like, I'm going to put it in here and make it look like a, like an ascot. And I, I don't know. He just, he just looked like a child, but on the match, I had no issues. He with wanted it to look like an ascot, and instead, he looked like an asshat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Right. But I mean, my only question is: Ruby is in a in a in a, in a um, faction, and she came out with Tony Storm later. Though the satellite fee went out, so maybe she really did. Maybe it was part of the uh, the the Matrix. But Tony Storm couldn't be bothered to come out with her, and Soraya couldn't even be bothered to c- come to Canada. I mean, she was there. Three days out. She was there Wednesday. I mean, she, she couldn't possibly stay for, for this. You know, I mean, is she someone who hates, you know, people so much that she can't be there? Or, you know, her work schedule is that they've decided it's more important for her to show up on, you know, freaking Rampage and it is on their Saturday Night Collision. I, I just don't understand that. But that said, the match was fine. And Remember last year, the big story was Ruby didn't get it, and Ruby really loved the hearts, and she should have gotten it. But this year, Ruby's a heel, so no, no, no nobody's going to tell that story. But the face one, yay. I like Willow. She's good. This was actually one of Ruby's better matches in AEW. She looked like she's actually a professional wrestler, as someone who's wrestles sometimes in botches a lot. Um, maybe not having the other ladies out there is actually beneficial to her focusing. I, I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. that they kept it to about five minutes helped her a lot too. I think yeah, well, everything seemed to help her because this, this, this match was fine. I, I listen. I like to rip into women's matches, but there's nothing to rip here. It was fine. It was good. It was. It, it wasn't great, but it was good. It was good enough. Yep. It was Absolutely. quick though. You're right, Chris. It was all right. It was cool. Whatever. I think they're really like loving Willow. That's for sure. She's organically getting over with the crowd, yeah. I mean, she and she really is getting over with the crowd because she's, you know, it, she's happy to be there. But listen, like, that will only take you so far. She's going to have to figure out another gear quickly because happy to be here is only going to be cool for so long. Um, basically, like, the character that they're giving her right now is Bailey from nxt and that's not that's, bad i'm not not it is it's exactly what it is except it's like if it's it, it sounded like a little girl fan imitating bailey but but yes i was good <laughs> what was what was bailey's fan in nxt what was the name of that chick oh that girl. i know you're talking about no, no 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 she's become a journalist now actually she you see her at um at, at the presses right her, her parents were oh no she, she, she did like easy easy her name was easy so basically so basically willow is izzy all grown up it's 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 super cute uh, um <laughs> all right 
Anyway, the next segment will piss off Jeff and definitely pissed me off. There's a QT Marshall video, uh, and it's from last week. And apparently, him and Hobbs are fine. Hobbs forgave him backstage. Um, you know, after we after we 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 talked about how oh this is great, Powerhouse Hobbs is finally going to get away from QT Marshall. Wonderful. No, Hobbs is happy. He goes, okay, no, your your word is your bond, QT. We're good. But I think I saw a way out of this, and I don't know if anyone – please tell me if I'm seeing too much of this. So two things. One, I think it's now answered that it's going to be QT, Johnny TV, John Morrison, I can't say Johnny TV yet, and Hobbs in that all-important trios title match, which is apparently against the acclaimed, who have a trios title match the, the night after. So, uh, I mean, so I guess we already know who's going to win. But – at some point in that, right before the, the penultimate part of this promo, QT Marshall says to Hobbs, what do I have to do, find the biggest, toughest guy in AEW and punch him and lay him out to prove that, that I'm your guy? And then, you know, Hobbs doesn't say anything. But I saw the wheels turning. I saw the light bulb go. And at some point in this match, Hobbs is going to go into the camera. He's going to scream, QT, I am the biggest, toughest guy in AEW. Try to knock me out. Or, or he's going to lay QT Marshall, and then he's going to say that. So... Uh, that so that's going to be Hobbs's next little feud is so I don't think just like Bullet Club is fine I don't think everything's exactly fine so I didn't mind as, as uh, I, I think yeah go ahead oh I was going to say I, I think I, I think it's going to be way less cool than that it's going to be Powerhouse <laughs> Hobbs telling telling QT Marshall yeah well okay um I found uh, I found the biggest toughest guy in AEW, and you know, you know, so you're gonna have a match next against Lance Archer, which like is fine, but I just want them to get the fuck away. I, I just need Powerhouse Hobbs away from QT Marshall. He's not good for him. I'm still going with it in the match. Powerhouse Hobbs all of a sudden punches QT in the face, and, and you see him leaning over his body and going, "I thought you said you were gonna knock out the biggest toughest guy in AEW. That's me, dummy." What you gonna do now? You're gonna knock me out? And he walks he walks out of the match and you know, then everyone loves the acclaimed and they scissor everything. That would be more better. We'll get to that. <laughs> um all right, so next up here, the Kings of the Black Throne, which is what Brody and Malachi call each other call themselves when they're a tag team, even though the they're part of a group called the House of Black that's elevated in blackness and elevation and thrones and kings and stuff um they're taking on the local jobber one and two does anyone know where buddy matthews was yes he's in melbourne he's down back at in my neck of the woods wrestling for mcw wrestling for melbourne city wrestling that means i I don't know why but yeah why why do they have you down here never mind sorry never mind doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm just telling you, yes. I, I just gave I think you she's not injured. I mean, you know, I mean, right. you know, no, AEW not... is with their secret injuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good. True. Well, he's not Matt Hardy. So, um, this was a squash match, wasn't it? Um, they, uh, you know, the, the House of, uh, sorry, not the House of Black, the Kings of the Black Throne. Um, which again, why are there kings in a black throne? Like, there's two of them. Like, are they are they lovers and they share the throne? Is this is this like a Kenny Omega with uh, with Ibushi thing? Or uh, anyway, um, no, they're, they're they have Andrade's mask lovers. with them. These are the darkened lovers. The darkened lovers. Yeah, right. 
the blackened lovers, um, which just sounds like something you could you could order at a restaurant in New Orleans. Um, they have Andrade's mask, um, and he he comes down to the ramp and he tries to get to the ring, but the referees won't allow him to, which I have serious questions about. The, so the kings of the Black Throne have Andrade's property. The match has ended. There is nothing, no reason for the referees to stop him from going down to the ring to get his fucking mask back. Jeff, you're a lawyer. Doesn't he have a right to his property? Uh, no, it's the it's the walking stick in Calgary exception. Uh, li- little known precedent of uh, province of Alberta versus uh, Saskatchewan. Uh, and it was held that if you're walking down a ramp, and you're dressed casually with a luchador emblem uh, on your neck, and you have an MVP like uh, Kane, you are not allowed to interfere into a sporting event without a permit. And he didn't have the proper permit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy, you don't even have to say anything to be awesome on this show. Sometimes you just put up a graphic. Uh, that's that's what son. I think. That's my son. <laughs> that is his son. Yeah. It's true. He's doing so well. <laughs> Call me. Cool. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. This was sort of this was sort of nothing. Um, next up, we've got the main event. Next up, we've got the main event as Ricky Starks takes on CM Punk. Commentary mentions a couple of times that Ricky Starks has beaten six former world champions. Can he beat his seventh tonight? There's an incredibly Oof. loud mixed reaction for CM Punk. He loves it, and I love that as CM Punk is entering the ring, we get a shot of a of a sign in the crowd that says "Christian as fuck" with the bucks pasted <laughs> on it. Uh. <laughs> Man, can I say this match up? Look, it picked up in the last five minutes, but these two do not have chemistry at all. Let's be honest. I really liked this match, to be honest with you, Jimmy. Yeah, interesting. I, I don't know, man. I felt like these two just weren't gelling that well until the end. I, I see what you're saying. It was a little clunky, but I think it was designed to be a little clunky. I and also, so. I mean, and and this is the best outing that CM Punk has had since he's back this time around. I know that's only like four matches, but this is the best he looked in the match. And I think that it was purposely slow so that he didn't get all i mean his gas isn't all there and he's older but i i didn't i mean chemistry i mean not, not everyone has great chemistry and if you're going to compare it to how ftr worked with uh, bullet club oh, no. yeah, it's always no. going to fail but i, I mean right. i guess i see what you're saying there wasn't a natural chemistry there but it was also a little bit weird because at it the felt end very it's... choreographed jeff even to an extent I, I was just troubled about how big Ricky Starks looked next to Punk, which shouldn't make me troubled, except that Ricky Stark normally looks so slight. I, I don't know, but I, I didn't really dislike the match. I just I just don't understand why Ricky Starks finally, after all this time, you're fi- they turn they turn him face about a year ago. They they are <laughs> not even you know they they put him in all these big spots. Then he sort of disappears because they don't know what to do with him. It's Jer- he gets the curse of Jericho. They put him on Collision. He's with the face. Uh, faction, they're winning, um, 
And then, then he goes on to the finals of this tournament and like the crowds behind them, they finally have built a baby face, you know, an organic baby face. I mean, they, they built plenty of organic heels, you know, Willow, you could say as, as a, as a females, but let's face it, this is a men dominated sport. I, I can't think of an organic male baby face that's, that's built that people really are behind. They build them up and then they turn. Wardlow. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I completely forgot he even exists. I forgot he existed. Right. No, no shit. I have not <laughs> thought of Wardlow in two months until <laughs> you mentioned that friggin' name. So and I legitimately an, forgot he even existed. An organic baby face Twinkie wrestler. No, what happened at the end of the match was ridiculous. Like Jeff said, what is he now, a heel? The way he showed disrespect to Jushin Thunder Liger... It almost looked like Liger wasn't even expecting that, man. That was weird. Why do you bring in Juice well, and Thunder Liger for that? I have no idea. And he was and, in his wrestling fucking gear. Yeah, and you know what really confused me about this match, too, was especially at the end when it when it when they were very clear that, I mean, okay, Ricky's turning heel. Why did Punk work the match as a heel then? Like, that was a I have really no strange idea, choice Chris. to me. This company's like, bizarre. They, Straight up. <laughs> like, they were already getting, like, the, like like I said, it was an incredibly loud mixed reaction. Like, for as many people as were, I mean, there were probably slightly more people chanting CM Punk than booing, but not by much. Yeah. Like, th this was, this was, and it was loud. I mean, you know, they started the match off with headlock exchanges, which got the crowd going with some dueling chants. Let's go, Ricky, CM Punk. Um, so they could have, they could have worked this match where Ricky turns heel in the match, but instead right. they had Punk basically heel during the match. Um, sort of like, um, well, uh, again, like we'll talk about this to death, but like CM Punk's wearing hot pink in Calgary and he works a match basically very reminiscent of Bret Hart versus the one, two, three kid where Bret healed a little bit, right? He, he became sort of the heel in that match, by default, because the one, two, three kid was such an underdog in that match, right? So, likewise, that happens here, but you could have very easily had Ricky Starks subtly turn heel during the match instead of just, you know, oh, I don't give a shit about Jushin Thunder Liger at the end, which really weird choice. Well, he grabbed the second rope to secure the pinfall, which was the, the the really the first clue. But that happened so quickly. If you blinked, you would have missed it. But the commentary mentioned it. And then he just like walked by. Again, I don't understand why you bring Juice and Thunder Liger in for that. Unless, you know, Juice and Thunder Liger is also in to have a match with Ricky Starks where, where heel Ricky Starks goes over Juice and Thunder Liger, which is weird on a few levels. But I thought that Thunder... Retired. I thought he's formally retired. I know that doesn't mean anything in wrestling, but like I, I don't know. Whatever. It's it's just weird. You 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 have you have a your young baby face star that you could be the star that uh, people have been telling me Ricky Starks is a star since NWA, and I and I've seen it in 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 small doses, but you can see that in small doses with anyone, uh, and I've never really seen it consistently. But now it seems like you know the world was proving me wrong, which is okay. That's good in wrestling. Um, and, and now he's going to turn heel. Why? What? What? Are, I don't. I don't. I just don't understand the purpose of it. it it's baffling. I'm baffled. Help me. Yeah. You really really weird. Re really weird call to. Uh, really weird call again to not have like 
why not just have Ricky Starks really be the heel during this match and have CM Punk like play up to the crowd? It would have, I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of wonder if they thought maybe he would get more of a babyface reaction doing a bunch of the Brett spots, but he had to know that they weren't going to love that, right? Like he did the Brett elbow off the second turnbuckle. Twice, um, wasn't it? Yeah, like you got to know that Calgary's not going to want to see you do it. They want to see Brett do it. Right. Um, but. Anyway, I, I don't. It was it was a bit it was a bit weird. I still liked this match. Um, also, I liked in the end here. Uh, Punk goes for the G or calls for the GTS, and he does the throat slash at the end. And I'm gonna go ahead and say this: I thought that that was more an ode to Chris Benoit than Taker. I I think that with David Benoit in the crowd being in Alberta. I thought that the throat slash was something that he was basically, you know, p paying homage a little bit to, to, to Benoit, which I like, I love Chris Benoit. I, I know I like, I know it's a, I know it's a hot button topic and I don't want to get into it too much, but like I can still watch Chris Benoit's wrestling and separate that from what happened at the end. And I, I love David Benoit. I really hope that the kid is successful in life because I mean, Who's who's had more of a hard luck life than David Benoit, really? Well, I'm sure there are people, but I but I, I it never occurred to me that it was for Taker. I always thought it was for Chris Benoit and David Benoit yeah, being too. in the front row was obvious. And Punk went out to hug him at the end of the match, if if there was ever any doubt. And I'm also like you. I I, I can watch Chris Benoit matches and and still enjoy uh, Chris Benoit, and I can see without without going. I mean, I can say, geez, that guy really, you know, you know whatever happened was crazy and, up, and abhorrent and, and disgusting. But that doesn't mean, that, you know, I mean, people watch Roman Polanski films and Harvey Weinstein films and, you know, the Cosby show, you know, it, it, it's still sort of a beloved show. I mean, the whole separating art from the artist, the performer. I, from I the still love person. the Thriller album. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it's a tough thing because, you know, but, we, you know, I don't know. You you can take your your morals to an extreme, and yeah, you can be very self righteous, but you're still going to be failing. And I mean, if you got one of the, if you have one of these, you're you're supporting China and you're supporting child labor and you're supporting slave basically slave labor camps and internment camps. I mean, you know, and exploitation of resources around the world. I mean, it, I'm just gonna, hang on a second, Jeff. I'm just gonna text. I'm I'm just gonna tweet out uh, how much I hate capitalism on my iPhone. Good. Sorry, go ahead. Tweeting on your iPhone about how you hate capitalism is tight. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't have any, you know, I, I can make the same separation you can most of the time, except when I can't. I, I don't know. I mean, we all have our own little lines inside and they don't, they don't need to be completely consistent. But uh, yeah, I, I thought the match was good. I just thought the ending was a little bit strange. And But I was more focused on watching Punk and I'm I'm looking at Twitter people saying, God, he's gassed out. I'm like, it doesn't look that gassed out. It's just a, it's just a slow match, and I think that was the purpose of it. But he was uh, breathing deep, pretty heavy at some stage, where he was like, he, he like, was selling I mean? it though. He was selling. Oh, but that. it's easy to uh, say that, man. It's easy to say that. That's giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think he was. Well, I agree with the edge on, part, right? Not in, the, in the tag match. I mean, you did the same Sorry? thing with you did the same thing with the tumble spot in the tag match. You were giving them the benefit of the doubt that that was that that was part that of the definitely was all part of the match. Believe me when I tell you that, man.
It was. I don't. Well, cash went over. It to felt like it to me too. I don't know. Yeah, it's I, just it's it's called working, Jeff. Okay. Come on, man. Well, then then why yeah. don't you accept that the punk's deep breathing was working? Because just by the way, you can't hide when you're tired, man. Just like, be consistent, Jimmy Jesus. Out. What do you mean? I have been. I actually have been. I was saying the same thing about Edge, but then when I went back on it, and now that I think about it, Edge didn't look nowhere near as blown up as Punk did, in my opinion. I see. So basically everybody over 40, if they're breathing heavy, it's definitely because they're just old and tired. When you are, well, unfortunately, you know what I mean? Once you get a bit older, man, it doesn't get easier. Well, if you look at that, if if you're 50 with eight abs, obviously your cardio is pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> I guess that's a good call. <laughs> that's a pretty good call. All right, so let's get into Battle of the Belts. So Battle of the Belts begins, and they're still doing the 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 basically the the overtime from from Collision. Uh, Juice and you know Liger hands the trophy to Starks, and he wants to shake hands, and Starks just kind of walks away, and no, don't want to shake the old Japanese guy's hand. Uh, <laughs> very heelish. Um, I, are we sure, like a hundred percent sure, that this wasn't just Tony Khan in a in a mask? Like a hundred percent sure? <laughs> well, we're not a hundred percent sure because that could have been the case. Because as far as I know, Liger is supposed to be retired, <laughs> so right. it looks like he was ready to wrestle. So it could have actually been TK. It, it did look like he was kind of going for a hug. So <laughs> he did. He actually <laughs> did. He really fucking did. So, so who knows, man? It could have been. Cody tried to sneak in the, those covert hugs. He gets in the costume <laughs> so people don't know it's him to avoid him. <laughs> oh, man. I'm telling you, man. Wait Look, a minute. That doesn't smell like Japanese curry. <laughs> oh, God. I'm like, oh, boy. Nope. <laughs> Not this time, Tony Khan. <laughs> oh, man. That's so true. It's so true, man. Uh, I wouldn't put I, I want to see, like, I want to see an entire episode of Being the Elite. I'll actually watch an episode of Being the Elite if they dedicate an entire episode to just Tony Khan trying to get hugs from people in covert ways. <laughs> if they play the Benny Hill music, I'll watch that too. Uh, yeah, God. Oh, you just yeah, have Wardlow sure. just holding him back by his head, just like you know the old like Big Brother thing, just holding him back. No, get the fuck out of here. Uh, good stuff. All right, speaking of hugs, speaking of hugs, they show Punk giving a hug to David Benoit <laughs> in the crowd. Uh, oh, man, that fucking missing tooth thing. Dude, look I don't at that know. head. Yeah, that's very, that's very old meth head with not a, a not full <laughs> yeah. set of dentures. Uh, well, like, speaking honestly, of meth man, heads. Sometimes you lose a tooth. <laughs> look, sometimes you lose a tooth, right? Like, I've got a, I've got a gold one in there. You know, oh, oh, oh. but like, you really know, nice, really nice. Ace Steel in that picture looks a little bit like a bushwhacker. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I can totally man. see him doing one of these. Oh, absolutely! But nothing beats this picture, though. <laughs> Shout out to Colin Wise song, man. <laughs> it's Colin Wise like, song. Who the fuck even is that? Okay, uh, oh, no. we love you, Colin. No, we do. We don't even recognize him. <laughs> you, oh, that's his head, man, right there. Look. Uh, well, I was, I was, I was focused on the new schmoo body there with the bandoliers. <laughs> uh, that's big Ray Jesus. putting that picture up. I had to do it. Okay. All right. Well, 
Let's get into uh, Battle of the Belts, shall we, gentlemen?
Starks on the apron here. Punk in danger. It's Ricky Starks. Oh! Damage to the hip. Ricky Starks willing to damage himself. The damage Punk will come over here. One, two, and it. Two count only. Ricky Starks trying to meet the expectations he's created around himself. Trying to meet the legacy of Owen Hart standing in with the man who he calls the biggest star in professional wrestling. Woo! The boot there. It's Starks. Oh, stun gun! Stun gun on Starks! Punk in control here. Returns live here in this historic Saddle Dome on TNT. See a punk keep control of the finals of the Hard Foundation. That signature running knee, Nigel. He's got starts in a bad way. This has been an incredible matchup. The final of the Owen Hart Foundation men's tournament. Ricky Stark had the advantage for the while, but was unable to put CM Punk away. Unable to put the punter in real danger. CM Punk will not make that same mistake when it comes to Ricky Stark now that he has the advantage. Big boot! Ricky Stark's here! Or am I gonna eat my words? Whoa! Oh, satellite DDT blocked by Punk. It's Starks now. Punk the first man to his feet. Wait a second. Yeah, great use of leverage in the Levi Shaw. Two! It's Starks! Two! Two quick falls there, two near falls. Punk swinging a kick there. Connects at the midsection to Starks. Punk certainly showing the wear and tear, not just from this match, but the matches prior in the tournament to get here. And up the ladder again with that knee, right under the jaw this time. Paying dividends. Oh, hold on a second. Short close like countered this time. Satellite DDT, play Punk. Shoot the half hook the leg too. Ricky Starks oh. hold the cup. Almost raised the cup. Take a look at that face, and that face too. Starks realizes this is an opportunity of a lifetime. He needs to get urgent. He needs to feel the moment, the pressure. He needs to let it release and finish it here, Nigel. Way up top. Well, that's the youth and the vigor of Ricky Starks. And that face tells a story, doesn't it? Certainly does. What an amazing shot by our amazing camera crew here in AEW. That is what it's all about. As Punk mounts Starks. Resorting to fisticuffs. Calgary's trying to become behind Ricky Starks now. Bullseye misses. Oh! Torso to torso. The breath driven through both men's esophaguses and out of their mouths. 
Speaks well for Ricky Stocks. He had the same idea as one of the true veterans of the game in CM Punk. But it is Punk who is back to his knees first. Starks following close behind here. Punk driving it through the jaw. It's Starks retaliating, volleying down. CM Punk said he was back here in AEW until someone else could fill his boots. And will it be Ricky Starks, Nigel? Will it be absolute Ricky Starks? Whoa! Getting the better of that forearm exchange. Punk is barely moving. Irish whip now into the corner. Starks follows in. Catches Punk. He's caught Punk. Punk hanging on for dear life. Oh. Oh no. Bret Hart's original finishing move. The pile driver plan starts. But Punk slow to cover. It was Starks. They'll do it. Cover! Two! Whoa! And that may have rattled the vertebrae, the spine of CM Punk on the way down. A high-impact move for Punk as well. Gesticulating for the goal to sleep. CM Punk's found a second win. The wind of change not blowing for Ricky Starks, seemingly. The clutch lead Starks up. Could it be? Starks with desperation, with the clutch slipping away. Avoids the kick. Spear! Oh, gets to the outside. And Punk gets to the outside. Well, whether it was serendipity or veteran experience, CM Punk has earned himself some respite. We are up to a three count there. Starks bringing Punk back into the ring. He's oh. trying again. Ball out of Steve gets Punk. Oh, no, wait a second. Front face lock. Front face lock. Oh, he's got it. Guillotine from the mount. Oh, no, the foot's on the run. Oh, oh, oh. Ricky Starks by a literal shoelace. A literal shoelace keeps Starks' cups hopes alive. The benefit of all those big matches that Rick Stock, Ricky Starks has had is paying off here. But CM Punk will not be deterred. This man, as I have mentioned, is ready to put this beyond the hopes. Looking for the Hurricane Rana. All the way up. Got it. No. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. First rope on the inside, it's Soho. So no! Oh! And Willow with the stampede! Hooks the leg! Two, the smile stampede gets two! My late great countryman, Davey Boy Smith, popularized the running power slam. Spent plenty of his time in Calgary as well. Wait a second! Oh, oh no, no, no! For the cover here, one, two! 
will be Soho. Cover. Two. Aubrey Edwards, perfect position to make these fall counts here. As Willow up the ropes. Oh, goodness gracious. Right into that forearm strong. Oh, as did Soho. Oh, but this doesn't look good. Oh, can get Soho up. Soho trying to fight her way out. Victory roll, victory roll, legs cross two. Whoa, two count there. Just a two count. How huge would that have been? If Soho could have hooked it, she was trying to grab absolutely everything at that point. Trying to avenge last year's loss. Spinebuster falls onto the ankles. Maintaining control here. Single leg crab! Here we are in Calgary! Arm of the Storm Academy, Run Storm, popularized the single leg Boston crab. With the Owen Hart Foundation Memorial Cup hanging in the balance, Soho able to get to the ropes. Oh, and now what? Oh, come on! That, that spray paint, Nigel! Well, Nightingale doesn't know about it. But Soho's got to be careful because the official's watching. Oh, and Aubrey Edwards looking to adjust the ring apron. Oh, oh that Willow Nightingale. Give me a break, Nigel. Oh, to the eyes. Soho. Oh, delivers the kick cover. Two and. Ooh. Wow, wow, wow. The no future kick. Could have been it. We've seen her win in AEW with that before, Nigel. I'm not sure if you could have called that a kick out, but whatever you call it, it was enough for Nightingale to get her shoulder just off the mat. But this now, Ruby Soho's match to lose. Using her intelligence and oh, honesty. Oh, come Back again to the extracurricular activities for Ruby Soho. Oh, swing and a miss. Pounce. Willow with the pounce on Soho. Daylight opening. Nigel is the babe with the power bomb. Winner of the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament, Willow Nightingale. gregarious, heartfelt, genuine men professional wrestling has ever seen. A woman who has spent her success often in silence, alone. Tonight she finds herself surrounded in the love Owen Hart would have provided. And on stage, Nigel, there he is. And where she's going straight for the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. And there, Cowboy Tony Khan. Representing Calgary, representing Owen Hart with pride. And how it must feel for Willow Nightingale's the tears start to flow. We've gotten word that Tony Khan will present the men's winner with the trophy as well. And then Martha Hart will join us during Battle of the Belt for an official ceremony. Kings of the Black Throne, Brody King, Malachi Black.
here tonight, Nigel. Adorned not only with two-thirds of those trios championships, you see Julia Hart there, but also La Mascara de Andrade El Idolo. That's right, they misappropriated. The mask that is sacrosanct in Lucha Libre. Very dark, ominous feel has enveloped the arena. Certainly has, Brody King. We have Artemis Spencer, Randy Myers here, tag made. Look at the size of King. Just monstrous. Absolutely monstrous. Tag made. Malachi Black coming in. After that tag team battle that we saw, Nigel, you got to think the team's now lining up, maybe seeing a target on FTR after that war. Well, who wouldn't after that kind of a war of attrition? Tag Team Champion's going to take some time to recover. Certainly Malachi Black. Oh, oh watch out. Looking for the Black Mask right away instead. It's Malachi Black here. Oh, look at that inside. Cradle one, two. And into the knee bar here. Of course, fans still to come. Our main event is coming up next. Who? Ricky Stark, CM Punk. Who will meet the moment and capture the men's end? Oh, goodness gracious of the Owen Hart Foundation Cup. That is our main event. We've been assured by TNT, our good partners at TNT, that that will have as much television time as it needs. We will have a winner on the men's side of the bracket. As Brody King. Up and over, tag made. And oh! With A's. Oh! The kings of the Black Throne are ready to put away the peons of the kingdom. Two of the bricks. Oof. And Nigel, that was a mistake. That is a mistake and a half. Certainly was for his tag team partner, who's now going to suffer the wrath of Malachi Black and oh, Brody King on the outside. I understand these opportunities don't come every day, especially in Calgary. Oh. But sometimes you just have to live to fight another day. And to me... Take a look oh. at Malachi Black. He's got his eyes affixed to the step. No! Andrade Elidolo! Pablo Espanol y Inglés, rápido, oh, the end! Black Mass! Two, three, the three count occurs!
gentlemen, Owen Hart. Take a look, Jay. Look at look at the T-shirt that Owen's wearing. Owen three sixteen on the front, and I just broke the deck on the back. And look who he's got with him. He's got the Riot Squad. He's got the whole SWAT team. He's so smart. Folks, let's take you back to SummerSlam. The Tombstone Pile Driver applied by Owen Hart on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Left Austin. Temporarily paralyzed, and you see Austin's head exposed there. Owen Hart very proud that he broke Steve Austin's neck. What is the matter with you? Why would you wear a t-shirt like this, Owen 316, and on the back, I just broke your neck, when you know that lunatic is here tonight? What's the matter with you? Austin talks a good game, but Owen gets the job done. Look at him. Speak the truth. Just read it and weep because it's true and I'll do it again. Let's talk about the Intercontinental Tournament this Sunday. You and Farouk in the ring. One of you walks out as the Intercontinental Champion. In fact, it won't be for the first time. No, it won't be. And let's face it, Farouk, you're a great wrestler. But I'm very confident. I'm a better wrestler than you. I could wrestle you with my hands tied behind my back. And the only reason that I don't have the Intercontinental belt is because of myself. I made my own stupid mistake. I had compassion, and I lost my title to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I had him beat, he had a broken neck. He was a paraplegic lying there in the ring. But that mistake will never happen again. And a bad blood, Farouk, I will beat you, and I will become the Intercontinental Champion again, as I always should be. Oh, it's pretty brave now that he's got that restraining order on Austin. I got something to talk to you about that's really bugging me. Now we all know what kind of a lunatic Stone Cold Steve Austin is, how he's wreaked havoc, how he's run rampant here in the World Wrestling Federation. We all know what he's tried to do to me, try to ruin my life. I'm a family man, a compassionate man, and he's ruining me, my life, he's scaring the hell out of me, and I don't need it. So Farouk, when I wrestle you, I will beat you as long as I get a fair shake, and as long as Stone Cold Steve Austin is nowhere around. I've had security all around, and he's broken my security. Come in there, gave me a stunner, and look what he did to you. Vince McMahon yourself, look what he's done to you. He gave you a stunner, he gave it to Sergeant Slaughter. He's wreaking havoc in the World Wrestling Federation. And it's up to you to make a decision to get him the hell out of the World Wrestling Federation where he belongs, because he's gonna destroy it. An empire that not you, but your father started. How could you let him come in destroy what not only you but your father started don't let him do it Vince I know deep in your heart you will make the right decision I know deep down in my heart that you will not let Stone Cold Steve Austin remain in the World Wrestling Federation I know these fans all around they don't want Stone Cold Steve Austin in the World Wrestling Federation and it's up to you to make the right decision get him the hell out of the World Wrestling Federation and I'd like to end this by saying I can't wait till bad blood because I will leave the Intercontinental Champion and the next night you will make the right decision and get Stone Cold Steve Austin out of the WWE. Sounds to me like Owen Hart's got a case of the limber tail. Hey, hey. You know, there he is. Exactly right. the next Intercontinental Champion, Owen Hart. What a battle this Sunday between Farouk and Owen Hart in St. Louis for the Intercontinental Whoa. Look at this.
unlovable brother Owen. What happened to my brother Owen was nothing but another classic example of American justice. And Owen, well, you tell how you feel. This guy's. You know, Brett, you can't imagine the rage, the anger, and how mad I really am. Because last night, I did a real stupid thing. I showed compassion to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I beat myself, is what I did. But Austin, in doing that, I made you a crippled freak. You're paralyzed, you're in a hospital somewhere in New Jersey, I don't know where the hell you are. But I ended your career last night. You may have stole my intercontinental belt, but you'll never wrestle again, son. I left you in the ring, a crippled freak. You could barely move, and the only reason you beat me was because I had compassion and I beat myself. But the only thing to do, son, is for you to forfeit that belt and give it back to me, or either come out and let me kick your ass again, because you're a crippled freak and you'll never wrestle again. The only way to solve it is by giving me my belt back. Well, I'm sure that your words have not fallen on deaf ears. As a matter of fact, I'm sure our commissioner has been listening. I'd like to introduce, ladies and gentlemen, the commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation. Please welcome Sergeant Slaughter. And 
rematch with Steve Austin. When the doctor gives his approval, and when Stone Cold says so. So right now, Owen Hart, I don't need no doctor's approval. I ain't gonna wear this piece of crap they gave me. The fact that you dumped me on my head last night don't mean a damn thing to me. The fact of the matter was, you were too stupid to cover me when you had the chance. The bottom line is, you're a loser, Owen Hart, not because I say you are, but because it runs through your veins, because your mom and dad gave that to you, and can't nothing I do about that. Tonight, I truly will open up a can of whoop-ass and show you exactly what Austin 316 means, and that's the bottom line. Shawn Michaels should never interfere in his match. If he didn't interfere and watch his temper because of Bret Hart, because he hates Bret Hart, he would have won. All I gotta say is that The Undertaker, he was robbed, man. That was unbelievable. That's all, that's all I gotta say. You should never have an idiot like Shawn Michaels refereeing anything. I think Shawn Michaels is a traitor. I think he did it on purpose, and he's gonna get a royal ass whipping. He deserves it, and I think Undertaker is still gonna I think today Bret Hart lucked out. The next time the Undertaker's gonna make him rest in peace. Oh man! Owen Hart went so high, almost put the lights out. Do it! Another kick out by Owen Hart. Come on, Bulldog! There's no call for this kind of violence. I mean, that's your brother-in-law. Owen Hart against the British Bulldog no. for, the oh, for the European Championship. As well, ladies and gentlemen, tonight the Undertaker yes. won a clothesline against. Well, will he be with Paul Bear or not? Reunification, perhaps. Goldust goes one-on-one against Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Stone Cold is with us. And Rocky Maivia defends the Intercontinental Championship against the hitman Bret Hart. And right now, Wait. these two brothers. Oh, no, 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 come no. on. That's steel. They're standing on steel. Look out. Oh, down on the steel grating. The Bulldog and Owen Hart. Finally, this divorce has taken its toll indeed on both individuals. Both five for the European Championship. Two brother-in-laws going at it. Back into the ring now. Here we go as we take it back and take another look at what we just saw. Listen up. 
of Owen Hart right out of his head. The European Championship on the line, and the champion oh. back in control. And Owen Hart to the buckle. Here we go, and now, this could be the beginning of the end. Hurt cover, one, two, and no. Ooh, Owen Hart still kicking out. What do you think Owen's poor sister Diana is thinking right now? Who knows what's going to happen? Off the rope, and oh, whoa. And the referee just got ran right over. The referee's hurt. Interjected his himself into this match, and this match has stopped. The official is still down, and there's still they want to go at it. Maybe let's go. Maybe he wants to referee this thing. Watch, just listen. What is going on here? They're not reaching for the mic. You see, this is what all these people want. Try it, let them go. Family values. That's what they want. They've had us fighting for years. It's all these people right here that had all of us fighting. What are you fighting for? For what? To satisfy a bunch of people? They don't know the first thing about family values. Listen to me. I'm asking you, I need you. I need you. Yeah, USA. You're talking about a country that's based its entire history on brother against brother. They got talk shows all over this country of families airing out their family problems because they all hate each other. And that's what they've done. They've taken our family and turned us into a bunch of haters. They've turned you against me. We fought. We fought like two men in Wembley Stadium. And after you won, I hugged you. We came back to America. They turn us against each other. And listen to you and me. 
Look what they've done to you and me. I was the one that got you to the World Wrestling Federation. Yeah, you laughed. Making sense, McMahon. They push you and they push you and they push you. They push me, they push us against each other. They've driven this wedge between the whole family. You know, they, what they do to Diana, huh? Boy, I've known you since you're a baby. I dress you for school. I dress you for school every day. I was the one that made sure you made the school bus. And how many times, how many times I take you? Remember St. Michael's school and that teacher? That teacher was picking on you. I was only 13 years old. I went to that school and I set the teacher straight. Who was there for you more times than I was? Who was the one that talked to you even getting to become a wrestler? There's only two people in the whole family that really excelled in wrestling. It was you and me. And they turned us against each other. They turned me against my own sister, Diana. Because Americans don't understand family. They don't give a damn about family. Owen, Davey, I'm asking you for your help because I need you. Owen, Owen, look me in the eye. Nobody was there for you more times than I was. I want you to hear me, and I want you to hear me loud and clear. And I don't care about these people, not anymore. Owen, I love you. Seeing her tonight. Look at that look of despair, disdain. Shut up, man, man! Shut up! This is beautiful. This I is, guess anything a, can happen. This is more heartwarming than the, the Walter family reunion last night. We have experienced somewhat of a family reunion. What is it, big man? What is it? Come on. What are you, heartless? No pun intended. No, indeed not. But I sort of question the motives. Well, when Brett says Americans don't know family values, how could we disagree more?
nice day! <laughs> Yo, Adrian, I get it. Loose screw, McMahon. The stork that brought his kid got arrested for carrying dope. <laughs> he truly deserved that award. He's crazier than you, McMahon. Mankind, very proud to be a Slam Slammy Award winner. Our next presenter is the self Wait a minute, what's this? Owen Hart, Slammy Award winner. Well, I did it again! And you know what? No, no, you're presenting this. You gotta be thankful, man. man. Owen spent a whole year of his life promoting this crummy show. <laughs> I did it again! Yes! And I have nobody to thank. Once again, I did it all by my sweet little self. Two-time Slammy Award winner! I knew it! I'm a winner! I did it! Woo! Hey, Bulldog, you may have two titles, but you don't have two Slammies! Yeah! And speaking of that, Vader and Mankind, this Sunday at WrestleMania, you're gonna be in for the fight of your life because the Bulldog and myself, we haven't been better ever. And we're gonna beat you and Mankind. And you know what, Vader? You don't have two Slammies like I do because you're losers and we're winners. Me and my Slammies! <laughs> PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.